Woe to me, O earth and sea. For the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human podcast. Its number is 0121 Oh, we're going the other way around this time. Yeah. All oh, yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lewis Blake, Counterclockwise, Counterculture. Oh. Uh, I'm James Johnson Street. I'm Mike Scott. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was all our own names. That's Thanks, Dan. Dan. Hello, guys. Yeah. I think that was the smoothest one so far. That's and, pretty uh, good. It yeah. says a lot, really, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this is uh, the third episode of Maiden Voyage, where young Michael Hello. is taking his first steps into the world of new wave of heavy, British heavy metal, the Wobbahum. No one <laughs> uh, and this week we're discussing uh, the, uh, I'm not even going to pretend, I'm not going to give out my opinion here, the seminal classic, uh, Number of the Beast. Oh, you like it? I do, I think it's okay, I mean, I know it's controversial. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. yeah. I enjoy, yeah. It. I enjoy yeah. bits of it, do you, you know. Like, yeah, do you like it? How have you been, um, so how have you been finding this all so far, Mike? Uh, so far, so good, you know, I, I feel like now we're getting into... Bruce Dickinson area uh, area getting area? into his area. Yeah. <laughs> we are getting right into his area. We're back. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but net, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So you're finding it all all good. I'm finding it fine. You know, we're what? This is third, third, third album in. I'm not even feeling tired yet. Um, I do feel a bit sad sometimes, but I think that might be something else. Uh, we should point out he's listened to three albums over the space of four weeks. I don't think it's that much. <laughs> I'm a delicate man. <laughs> I, I think you've listened to more of the new brand new album in the last weekend than you have. Oh, are we starting again, again, are we? Are we yeah, going to scrap well, all this yeah, yeah, and yeah, start yeah, again? Yeah. Welcome to Maiden Voyage! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I am so happy we've reached the Bruce Dickinson era. Yep. No disrespect to Paul Diano and the albums that came before me, but <laughs> listening <laughs> to this album, <laughs> listening to this album was like coming home. It yeah. felt so good. Like the, hearing Bruce's voice, it was, oh my God, the sweet siren mm-hmm. that is Bruce Dickinson. He's, He's known so- as the air raid siren. Mm, yeah. Right, so between him and Steve, uh, like between yeah. like four people, no yeah. one's saying, you know, the air raid siren. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, right. all right, air raid siren's coming down. You'll be here in a minute. Yeah, you're probably here at first. The single yeah. worst yeah. nickname. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know this man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce Air Raid yeah. Siren Dickinson. Yeah. Oh, you mean yeah? He's also known as Bruce Dickinson. Oh, okay. Oh, oh Bruce Dickinson. Oh, Bruce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, Bruce. Oh, famous yeah. pilot. Yeah. yeah. Do you mean he? Did he give his own nickname? Do you, do you reckon he went to people? Went guys. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of people are calling me um, Air Raid Siren. I love Bruce Dickinson. He's like the kind of guy who would give himself his own nickname. 
I don't know if um, I don't know if you've heard my vibrato said the air raid siren. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking wide. So, while we're on the subject of nicknames, uh, I made a discovery in between episodes that their producer for Killers and then a lot of their other albums going forwards, including uh, this one, Martin Birch, seems to either have a Wikipedia prankster giving him nicknames. On just, but just randomly, Pordiano. Or, 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 or Pordiano. You'll find that Pordiano has to work. He's doing it. From, <laughs> he's doing it from jail. Uh, <laughs> Five minutes of internet time a day. Just Wikipedia or Ford. It's been dedicated to destroying Martin Birch. <laughs> oh man, I hope Paul never listens to this. We've do you mean so Martin cool. Birch or do you mean? From Killers, uh, Martin Headmaster Birch. I've oh, actually, I've yeah, heard I've this. seen that. Yeah. Which, that's fair enough. But then I went on to Number of the Beast, uh, and that's when I first noticed that he had a nickname. But then I actually just clicked on his name, and it refers to him in, in like the main bit of the Wikipedia article as Martin Starfish Birch. Martin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Starfish! Starfish? <laughs> you had to be there. And made him flavor water! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, apparently when he was rec- when he was doing Clive the production, taken to the I just imagined, or I can imagine Dave Murray in very thick yellow and black makeup with like contacts. <laughs> oh god! Fucking broken Lewis. Look at him. Incredible. Oh wow. And uh, that was the end of the podcast. That was it. That's, that's literally as good as it's ever going to get. Oh, don't say that. Why? We want people to keep listening. Yeah. If, if <laughs> Bruce, I, if Bruce Wales I... fuck two more times. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, 46 air raids in the top right. Uh, and then he's called Farmer on the, on the on, um, number of the beast. Oh, my God. Martin Farmer Birch. <laughs> and then it stops after that. I guess you had to be that. Except Why no is he called Starfish? Was, apart from the well, members I of I, I, I do not On his main know. Wikipedia page. <laughs> I really don't want to know what Martin Birch is Starfish. Do you mean Martin Starfish Birch? Martin Starfish, Starfish, Starfish Birch. Yeah, uh, I want one of our listeners, either of you, to, <laughs> to um, Photoshop Dave Murray as Wes Borland, please. If anyone is able to do that, please make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah, get, he's, like, he's get, got a, get a backwards red baseball cap on Eddie. <laughs> yeah. That must have been done. Yeah. Oh, I know a great story about Eddie and um, a hat. <laughs> well, I, won't go in, I won't go into it See, now. See, no one's going to get that because we're 100% cutting that out on the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. You say we. You say we. But, uh, Mike, uh, how... Because I guess if even as like, the most casual like Iron Maiden fans who's aware of them, like, yeah. Bruce Dickinson's kind of the voice of Maiden. So how did it feel actually like getting there? Yeah, it, I like you know, I, I feel I feel bad saying it because like you know, you know, I'm no singer and everything, but like you know, Bruce Dickinson is so much better than Paul Diano, like so, like so much better. He's got pipes for days. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like and, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it definitely does feel kind of like just. That's not me. Yeah, it, that that's definitely it. Yeah. And like it feels weird to me, like I've never heard anything from kind of, they had another singer, didn't they, like later on. Yeah. I like I've not heard any of, of that because I like in my mind I'm just like Oh you oh, think that... oh you think this is good? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I just uh, I can't even imagine it because it's so like I his voice is so iconic. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
That's that was our answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, yeah. What a debut as well. Like in terms <laughs> of like the old switcheroos of band singers, like it's like the best one. Like, I think. Yeah. Of ACDC. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Circumstances like, slightly out of their control there. Yeah. Like, what, what a what yeah. a comeback. What an amazing. <laughs> but even with ACDC, I think there's a comparable quality between the two singers. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. feel we got there's a gulf of difference mm. between what. Paul Dano could do and what Bruce can do. Yeah, don't yeah. Like it. it's just. But it, I don't know if it's, it's astonishing. I don't know if it still feels like Iron Maiden. Or it starts feeling more like Iron Maiden. Yes. Whereas, like when a lot of bands change singers, like if you go from Sabbath from like Aussie era to Dio era, they sound like two different bands. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. The the music which Tony Iommi was writing is different to what he was writing for Aussie. Yeah. Um, this. It just feels like the missing piece, though, with uh, Vine Maiden. I mean, it helps it's two albums in, I think, as well, rather than... They're not established with Paul Dano that as yeah, much. that's true, yeah. It's not yeah. like they're six or seven albums in and then changing. Mm. Singers. I feel like they've got to make a, yeah, make a sort of change in their sound or anything like that. We've got to like, do no. something a bit different, yeah. It evolves, but you can hear that from the first album to the second yeah. one. Later. 100%. I think with... And again, with Steve Harris being the main writer for the whole thing their entire career there's just always going to be that consistency he didn't change the way that they wrote I don't think per mm. se dependent on the vocalist like a lot of bands might do yeah totally yeah you, of course if, if you're like a good songwriter you're right for like your yeah. musicians and you're right for your singer yeah. and stuff like that yeah um, whereas he's just done it we've made it feels like the missing piece yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it didn't like the album definitely didn't feel like rushed or anything like that I think if you go through a change like so massive like changing your lead singer i don't know i guess you like there must have some be some kind of like weird energies in the room with most mm. bands yeah for like the, maybe like the first kind of like few songs or something that you write together but i mean the whole album for me at least i didn't like i don't think there was like a dud in the bunch at least i found no i think on this is why you've, you've got your your first truly solid Maiden lineup. Obviously, after this, the only one that changed for a, a good long time was Clive Burr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For again, situations beyond his control. Yeah. But it just it just sounds and feels exactly like like the birth of heavy metal as we know it. Do we know like where? You know. Yeah, it's it definitely it's, it's post a big you know, like one. a post Sabbath kind of. Yeah, obviously. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do we know where they actually found Brucey? He was in a band called Samson. Mm. Samson. Yeah, huh. I've never actually listened to Samson. Uh, it's it's all right. Yeah, in my opinion, was it more like hard rock than? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's um. I imagine him singing for another band. There's right. definitely it's, like it, yeah, it's insane, isn't it? There's yeah. definitely like a lot of um kind of fantasy right. and stuff in it, as you, you could get from the name. Yeah, um, and kind of sex. Brucey yeah. has his big powerful Samson hair. Yeah, some great hair. Yeah, yeah beautiful hair. Weird fringe, didn't he? With his well, it's like this, the fringe is like perfectly block. like a perfect like. Straight along his forehead. In my then head, it's for Dave Hill fringe. You know, you know the guy from Slade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's more precise. version of Slade. Yeah. <laughs> it's more precise. It's like, it's perfectly straight. And then yeah. like right on the side, then just right. flops, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, flops yeah. down. He just again. got every hardcore girl's haircut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see loads of girls yeah. trying to pull that off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just another way yeah. I may have been a massive influence. On ladies' fashion. Yeah, it apparently came together at like Reading Festival. Like it was... Steve, Bruce, and their manager. Uh, what's the manager's name again? Sheriff Huddersfield. You know, you know, Rod, Rod, uh, the sheriff, the sheriff, sheriff Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all together. Like, but it was all like very hush hush. They um, so they actually fired Paul Diano, having already hired. 
mm. Bruce Dickinson. I wonder how Paul felt about that. Do you think they ever had a practice together? It was just like two singers in the room and just like, uh, <laughs> uh, who's, who's this guy, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let's vote on who we like best. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should make them fight. <laughs> he just keeps introducing himself as Air Raid. He won't actually. <laughs> he won't tell me who he is. <laughs> so, what's your real name? You don't need to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to go. <laughs> Uh, should we start looking into the tracks then? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> 100%. So, you sounded so enthused just around. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think. So, 1982, the first time that we hear Bruce belt out of Iron Maiden. It's a weird opening changed. track to me. I agree. In my head, Number of the Beast is just such a perfect intro for an album. Isn't it? Yeah. Because it has the spoken word section and the, like, the guitar riff. And yeah. It's a really... I, I don't know. His vocals kick in really quickly as well with a big scream. Yeah. I to differentiate it from... I, I think I think this weird number of the beats. I, it's almost like they'd written the song Invaders and they're like, this only fits as, a, as an album opener even yeah. though they had two better album openers with Number of the Beast and Run to the Hills as well, because Run to the Hills would have been amazing. Do you know what? I feel like Invaders is if they're getting it out of the way. It feels a bit fillery. How did you feel about Invaders? I mean, I, I liked it. I've only had to listen to it, like, one time. Um, some of the, uh, like, you could immediately see, like, the like the lyrics were just, like, way better, kind of, yeah? you know. Yeah. I, Invaders. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I, no, no, no. I mean, the what? is terrible. No, no, no. Invaders. <laughs> Raping. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way he says that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Pillaging. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it just kind of, like, when... Uh, in the previous two albums when they were trying to tell a story I just felt like it was really kind of like kind of patchy whereas okay. this kind of seems to fit a little bit it has a bit more of a narrative to it like I think this is yeah. just like a theme through the album I, I really like the song like uh, the intro like the riff the pre-chorus when I hear it I can imagine it in a live setting like imagine like all the band running on stage and it starts playing yeah. like imagine yeah. like Bruce yeah. running it's got out. a good pace to it, hasn't up, it? Yeah, up and down the stage like a maniac, like uh, just belting out lyrics. And like the kind of pre-chorus is really good. Like the whole thing yeah, of the I, song yes. is really yes. good. But I it's agree. like now to have a chorus, it's like, ooh. Yeah. I normally yeah. their choruses are like their strong, yeah. the strongest point, part, points of a song. Yeah. yeah, and all you need is to go, Invaders. And that's all I can think of. Yeah. Here, so I think that's why I take it. Although, although what, I, what I do kind of like about it is for me, like, this is where, as everything got a lot more fantastical, as it got a lot more kind of literal in what the content's about, mm. it gets, it like, I think it gets a bit camp. But in like the most fun way possible, yeah, like in yeah, the way that definitely. in the way that you think of Iron Maiden, everything's big and elaborate do, and over the do, top. Do you know what Iron Maiden think of like when they do that kind of thing? It, it's like a horrible history book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. Like it's just really silly and just focuses on like the grim, nasty stuff, which as a kid or a teenager you absolutely yeah. love. Yep. You want to yeah, hear yeah, about. which is probably why we all tend to discover it then yeah. it's like, oh my god man because I think it's that I think it, you can hear it on some of the songs as well but especially in the live setting Bruce has that thing where he's singing about like the grisly stuff but then he's got like sort of 80s light entertainment TV show host sort of banter yeah, yeah. And, like weird jokes and sort of like I guess that is that humor or yeah, it's, he's it's like a funny humor. uncle yeah. or something yeah. you know, he's like a yeah. Yeah. he's making really weird British humour yeah. And then again, it's so British. Yeah. It's, well, like, it's wonderful. On, on, the, yeah. on the live album, uh, Live After Death, after like a, a couple of songs, he's at, he goes to Long Beach Arena in like America, and LA goes, 
Nice to see you. To see you. Nice. Poor like, No one in like, R.I.P. Uh, like, no one in America is gonna ever ever get that reference unless they watch for you one episode of Magnum P.I. that Bruce Forsyth appeared on. Oh. oh. No tangent. Just leave that there. Uh, <laughs> what's the next track? Uh, cool. Oh, so, of course it is. Children of the Damned. Awesome. Amazing. So good. My favourite song on this album. Really? It's, it's yeah, what, I, I think, was going to say, this is my, se- this is my second favourite song, I think. Really? It's also based so, on yeah. Midwich Cuckoos, which I really like, which is what the film Children of the Damned and Village of the Damned were based on. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I just really like everything about it. How did you feel about it, Mike? Sorry, you'll be... Yeah, no, I, 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 I like this song. I kind of wish this was like the opener I suppose like okay. you know like if they switched the two songs around I feel like it would have flowed a little bit better I it does know. build doesn't it I love the bit at the end where it's just the guitar harmonies yes yeah it's I, I love this song like, it's one of my favourite again Maybe like tracks. the way like Bruce is sort of telling this like horror story yeah it's, like, it's, oh, it's, no, yeah perfect. like no, no one else could like tell a story like that it's, it's fantastic um, also, because it's kind of like the prototype for Revelations as well. Yes. The next album. That is probably yeah, yeah, my yeah. all-time favourite Maiden song. Yeah, I hear um, you. I hear you. So, man. yeah, I, I love that style of Maiden song. It's, I feel your dog. I feel yeah. your dog. <laughs> well, I'm putting out your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, like, it, there's parts of it as well. The, the way that he's delivering it in this, because even when it's, like, the kind of quieter sections, there's a real, like bite to his voice yeah and it's he's kind of everything Bruce does there's no matter how clean and nice it is there's just this hint of kind of aggression yeah, and real like diction definitely. like a almost like a theatrical actor or something yeah it reminds yep. me of Dio yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah like, theatricality absolutely yeah um, it carries it, in his voice every element of it is a performance yes um yeah he's like he's a showman he's yeah he is a performer but it feels um, genuine as well. Yeah, it's, the... yeah, yeah. Because you can you can tell his passion for like the material. Like um, you, sometimes I really dislike the whole. We kind of can't be bothered to be here. We're just trying to be as casual as possible. Kind of mentality yeah. that you get with mm. some bands. Like if I go to a show, like sometimes I do like to see like a bit of showmanship, even if it's just like goofing around or whatever. Yeah. And like with Bruce, you absolutely get a showman. Like one hundred percent. Like the bit like the biggest front like the biggest. You know, the biggest tiny front man. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so after that, you've got The Prisoner. Amazing. This is one of my... I think when I first... Because I would have been 14 maybe when I first got this album. Yeah. First track that stuck with me, um, besides the singles that everyone knows, mm-hmm. Children of the Damned, just because mm-hmm. it's that different pacing. It's yeah. way more captivating. And then The Prisoner. Yeah. Yeah, it's just because oh, there's so much. I, I just maybe weird thing like um, Trim Down because I was like in my head I was like yeah so Maiden play really fast like metal songs with big guitar harmonies and solos and straight away it's like here's a slow jam. It's one for the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> for all this the is lo- children yeah. of the Grab your partner. Yeah. Grab your partner. Hold it close. Yeah. This is one for all the lovers in the crowd. <laughs> Please, can you stop doing that? Yeah. Feel your energy. Um, this is a family show. Uh, I love. Um, I love the intro as well. Uh, Information. Has anyone actually ever seen the show The Prisoner? I would yeah. assume this guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. My friend Bert, who was, he probably still is, I haven't seen him in years, but the biggest Bert. Iron Maiden fan I know. Okay. Uh, Get he got, him he, in! He got really uh, into The Prisoner. I mean, I watched it because he was telling me about it. It's insane. 
<laughs> it's a really weird... I can absolutely... It, it ticks all the boxes you'd want Bruce Dickinson to be. Yeah. And what I'm Steve Harris, I guess, enjoying in terms of the weird yeah. stuff to write about. Definitely, it's, yeah. It's such a weird programme. But, I mean, I think they actually reached out to um, Patrick McGowan. They did, to do the yeah. Intro yeah. And, like, one of my... and he was all, like, into it and, like, really... Yeah, it's, really it's one of my favourite yeah, bits yeah. in the autobiography. Uh, they phone him up. So, like, the band are all in the room together. got on speakerphone with uh, Rod as well. And, uh, they have speakerphones in 82. Wow. I know. Shit. Jeez, I know, right? <laughs> and we think we've come a long way. Um, <laughs> but, like, they're all really nervous. And so they're just talking to him. And they managed to get through to him after going through, like, you know, his personal system and stuff like that. And we're explaining, like, who they are, where they come from, their success and stuff, their influences. Um, they've written songs as a tribute, what the lyrics are, what the song's about. They go on and on and on. And then they say, can we have your permission to, like, use your voice on this record, the intro? And apparently he just pauses for a long time and he just asks a heavy metal band, do it. Hands up. <laughs> so good. It's so perfect, isn't it? It's, it's what you want that story to be. It's, yeah. too, it's just perfect. And that's wonderful. Um, I've, like, never seen the show The Prisoner, but I, like, I know it. Like it's, Have you seen the? It's, it's the definition of cult TV. It's like yeah, really short. But like, I, I like I know I know all the tropes. Like it's I know, around the same I know, kind of time as like the new Avengers and stuff. Yeah, like I've literally like, like no idea yeah. what it's about. Can someone give me a tiny bit? Because like, so it, it's like about a guy who wakes up on an island, right? Yeah, he's where, like a spy. He's, yeah, and oh god, you probably explained. They've all me. got. He basically he's like you definitely explained better than me because I've never seen it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see. I'll be honest. I wanted to see where you went from that. <laughs> like, you were you were on that ledge and you were ready to yeah. dive. He was on an island yeah. and there was this orangutan and. Just... <laughs> 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 that was a uh, that's an in joke. If you want to check the car earlier material, <laughs> it's really important to every episode in order. Yeah, we've got. We've so got I a think theme. he's a. Um, I think he was a spy in the TV show. But basically, he washes up on this... He's basically trapped on this island with this weird village, which they filmed on a real village in, I think, Wales. Yeah, you can, um, and you can visit You can village. visit there, yeah. I think. Uh, and basically, he he's trying to work out where he yeah. is, and he also wants to escape. Uh, everyone on the island won't tell them who they are. They just... Uh, they've all got numbers, and depending on your number of ranking, you're um, more important or less important. So they're trying to find out who number one is, mm. so he can escape off the island. There's also quite iconically I think because it's referencing like even the Simpsons have done a whole episode yeah. about the prisoner yes which uh, is like to me a big memory when I listen to yeah. the song as yeah. well there's a giant white floating ball where it looks like a giant giant balloon called Rover right which stops people from escaping from the island right it's so hard to describe. It's... I tell you what, I feel like I went to an island like that when I was in Thailand so like <laughs> it's one of the like Simpsons episode from what I remember it's it quite did. a good representation yeah. of the yeah. TV show because it even starts with I think Homer getting gassed yeah, and knocked out and dragged onto the yeah. island and like it's just it's one of those weird things where you it's you almost kind of like born knowing it. Not a lot of people have watched it because it's not even repeat, it's never repeated on TV. Don't think I mean, they did like, like they did like a remake so. of it. I I've never seen it for sale or on DVD or anything. Yeah, it's like seventeen episodes where it yeah, wasn't long. Yeah, and it ends without explaining the full story. But you just kind of you just know the references. You know the outfits. You know the. Yeah. It ends on a cliffhanger as well, I think, which yeah. obviously never gets resolved. Uh, just like this episode. It's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a really Psych. weird... It's really a weird programme. It, well, like, but it is a weird programme to write about, but also that's why they wrote about it. Yeah. Because it, cause it just speaks to all their sensibilities yeah. of weirdness. It's absolutely... And the intro yeah. is so good with this song as well. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Also, I'm definitely going to check that out. Also, that drum sound. Yep. It's huge. It's quality. It's mm. huge. It, like, even now, you put it on some big speakers, and it's just one of the, like, all modern production and everything. It just, just that sound there. Excellent chorus as well. fills the room. Yeah, Superb it is, chorus. Very uplifting. Yeah, for like, yeah, for like <coughs> for a song about a show with no resolution, which is about yeah. <laughs> but he's not a prisoner. He's a free man. He's a free man. So, so there you go. Yeah. 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 Um I think as well, with this, I think particularly on this album, there was a lot with um the guitar that they kind of started to experiment on. Um so Adrian Smith started doing a lot more kind of tapping. Okay. And stuff like that. And you can obviously the chorus of uh, the solo of this. <laughs> and it's obviously not kind of Eddie Van Halen style like shred it's more like mm. form taking that and forming it as a part which has become such a staple of modern metal yeah bands are everywhere will have you know a guitar part that is just this kind of tap line it's not it's not a shreddy part it's not a lead part it's just part of mm. the it's moving the music along sure. and I, I think that like was a kind bit, of like a bit of the bridge yeah, but even even then, it's just kind of it's not over the top of the music. It's just kind of part of it, and it's just mm. driving everything that's happening. I think yeah, this I know exactly this mean. album because it does it a couple of times as well, actually. Um, but I think it was one of the first albums that really exploited that as like a piece yeah. within the music instead think, of a lead. I know what you mean because I'm literally thinking like that's like August Burns Red's entire sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah exactly. Yeah, like every band, like if you take like. Wash Sleeps or any of that kind of lot it's, mm. it's a lot of that with yeah. some kind of groove riff or something yeah. underneath I'm absolutely certain in my heart of hearts that's, that's where it came from yeah because like yeah because mm. um, like Van Halen's tapping is just literally for like shred say like you're imagining like the it's the steam lead. coming off Eddie Van Halen's yeah, exactly. hand yeah but in this it's, it's more I don't want to say more musical because Eddie Van Halen's Eddie Van Halen he's mm. God bless that man but it's more of a rhythm than a lead. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's taking lead, putting it in the rhythm context. Which I think Maiden have always done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't really thought about that before. Like they play flashy music, but it's never at the expense of a good song. Absolutely. Which yeah, which is just never. the end in itself, yeah. And I think that's what you got as well between Adrian Smith and Dave Murray. For me, that's just the the perfect duo of everything they do, even their leads. Mm. They don't sound flashy. Like it comes from the blues. All of their stuff comes directly from mm-hmm. the blues. It's just oh, super tough. Cheer up a Look at this. The solo. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, the solos never. Well, we'll probably change this as we go along, but they never feel very wanky. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Even when they're even when they're extended, they're so melodic and they're so interesting all the time. Mm-hmm. Even you know they use like very similar tropes. You can you can hear Dave Murray. You can hear Adrian Smith. Yeah. But the two together, just locking in, yeah. it's just, it's something really special. Mm. Yeah, it's... I'm just getting my guitar geek out I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, this just, is... I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I made a pretty good band. Oh, God, yeah. this <laughs> album, man. Yeah, it's a really good one. We should do a podcast on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who would listen? No, 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 no one would listen. No, no, I just do a podcast and we all take turns to describe what we think the print is about. <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about uh, next track in the list? 22 yeah. Fisher Avenue. Yeah. Sequel. Yeah, Sequel yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you pick up on that? Uh, actually, this is uh, this is actually my favourite song off the album. Just yeah. I was like, oh, hey, it's great, isn't it? That. A little time. I really like the song. Cool, cool like, a lot. Um, it's a really good one. Longer yeah, yeah. than I remember it being. It's always one of those songs. I'm like, all oh, right, this is actually quite an epic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like what, me... six minutes. 
I mean, I didn't even realize the prisoner is six minutes as well. Yeah. Have I mean, you read it? If it's your favorite song, or yeah, I just, album? I mean, I think it's just, I, it's also kind of like a comedy factor for me because, like, some of the, it's, it's talking about stuff like metal bands couldn't really kind of get away with this shit anymore. Like talking yeah. about, yeah. like some of the lyrics, and it's like, if you're feeling down and depressed, oh, wait, down, depressed, and lonely, I know a place where we can go. Yeah, twenty-two occasionally. I mean, it's just kind of like. Oh, so you're just going to go to a prostitute with all of your mates? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're all just take. It's a song about a man who <laughs> is like in love with a prostitute and wants to save her from that lifestyle. Yet also implies that he goes and visits her and pays for sex. Do you well. want to know something interesting? Yeah, this might blow your minds. Okay, it's about Sting. Sting. Sting was a prostitute. That's what I'm getting from what you just said. No. Is it also Roxanne? Yeah, is Roxanne. And- the same woman. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where did you hear this? You I know? literally just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bitch, oh, that yeah. twice yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Because mm, well, because because it's Charlotte Harlot, not Roxanne. We've well, all, the names are established in the canon. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, they always use their real names. Okay, Jim. <laughs> Absolutely, complete transparency. <laughs> like, yeah. Crystal was a lovely girl. It's real important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we don't know what her middle name is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. I like there's other lyrics in this as well. It's like Roxanne. Yeah. Oh yeah. Meet a lady that I know. So if you're looking for a good time and you're prepared to pay the price, and you're like, oh, it must be a big price. Like fifteen quid is all she'll ask for. He's like, okay, that's not too bad. I feel. Is it fifteen? Yes, it's fifteen. I always assumed it was fifty. Yeah. 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 Imagine imagine fifteen quid in like 1982. That's. Hey, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to pretend I, know, I can't yeah, understand I the economy whatsoever. <laughs> so. I think we might have touched upon this on the first album discussion, but it's a bit like when I hear Bruce swear in a song. Hearing <laughs> hearing I made this thing about sex. Does yeah. it hurt you? It's just weird. Like yeah. they don't do it often. I don't really think they do it that well, much. Fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, they're all smooth like Ken dolls down there. Uh, yeah. Now it's us at Cod, we're going to get to opinion. In terms letter. of singing about sex, I don't think they do it that often throughout their career. No. It's, it, it's almost like a. Because the song's excellent, but it's a weird. I think what's, I think what's particularly weird as well is because. Like their lyrics, like like we said before, they're they're not particularly poetic or they don't allude to things. Mm. It's very literal. It's very this yeah. is this. So when you get that kind of almost base level, this is the story talking about sex or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it it's becomes very, very blatant. Uh, like the, it's the not the kind, it's not the kind of escapism I want from Iron Maiden. No. In the same way that I wouldn't want They're not to a hit. sexy band, are they? Uh, yeah. In the same way that I would... ADSM. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh. This... I laughed a yeah. <laughs> We all did. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. It's, that it's, it's out of character. It's yeah, weird. The, yeah. Uh, we, my dad's... Uh, oh, just off this, I'm just going to get a little Tony Blake... Uh, <laughs> Blakey. Reference in here. Blakey reference. Yeah. Play the jingle. I went downstairs. Play the jingle. <laughs> Dad theme tune. Um, I went downstairs. I was at home for the weekend. I went down and he wanted me to help him open a jar of, of like, <laughs> what like, was it? Pickled cherries or something <laughs> weird. Pickled, pickled cherries. cherries. I don't know. It's okay. kind of, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I went to get it. He was like, oh, wash your hands first. I was like, what? He's like, oh, just in case you've been touching yourself. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, what? It's like, what? He's like, whoa! You know, just keeps me touching yourself. <laughs> and mum just turns like, Tom, we no Tom. Oh, Larry's your mum was there. And he was, and then, and he turns, like, no, what everyone 
sometimes it, don't they? <laughs> it's like, what yeah, are you but, saying? Wait, 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 was this last weekend? Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't even like you were like 15 years old and you're like, you're no. like well, this is my no. main hobby now. No, and that's, I, that's, I get that cherry jar. <laughs> Yeah, you know, hand washing experience yeah, like, from that song. Was you your dad like? I washed them. Yeah. I... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> was your dad when you were like an admission of guilt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you were but a teenager, we... was your dad just like, just like, don't touch anything? Yeah. Just nothing. <laughs> like, a crazy train of thought. I think, uh, like, to be completely honest. You were he, no, no. He, <laughs> I was loudly jerking. You walked yeah. in with your hand down your trousers in the kitchen. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Crazy train of thought. I didn't realize this was an Ozzy Osbourne podcast. What? So what? <laughs> How can we take a break? <laughs> so, uh, next track. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, uh, if you were familiar with this before. Yeah, I was. I was definitely. Um, this is another one of my uh, kind of, one of my friend Kim back when I was a teenager was a big Iron Maiden fan. And uh, this was definitely one that kind of stuck out from then. So yeah, it's a classic. Cool. I think the first time I heard it was maybe on a Tony Hawk's game. I think it is on a Tony Hawk's game. Yeah, it's on Tony Hawk's two? three or four. Uh, it's on four, four because yeah. um, Eddie is playable. Yeah. Also, let's not what? say whoa, let's whoa, not whoa. say what song we're talking about either. <laughs> we haven't mentioned it yet Have since we, we started again. We oh, haven't mentioned okay. what song it is. So okay. Should I don't like... know why we haven't mentioned it, but let's just keep it a secret. It's uh, yeah, Eddie. Eddie's an unlockable <laughs> <laughs> character in uh, Tony Hawk's Four. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I bet it looks like the song in question now. is on because he's got like, number of bases on. It's on his that special game. move is like I think maybe he decapitates himself with like his own skateboard or something see like that. Cool. Do yeah. they have like Kiss in the uh, in like Tony Hawk's Underground as well? Uh, yep. Yeah, there's a Kiss concert yeah. level as well. Yeah, right. Of course. Uh, weirdest yeah. thing about this song, uh, Number of the Beasts, which I've just discovered, uh, it was in fact inspired by a nightmare Steve Harris had while watching. Damien. Yeah. Omen 2. 2? The second one. <laughs> it's a bold move to even mention that that's an inspiration for you. Wait, is that the one with Sam Neill in it? No, no sadly that's not. Three. That's, that's number oh, okay. three. Right. It's oh. enjoyable because it is Sam Neill. Yeah. I like the second one. It's alright. I like the Omen. The first Omen is my favourite. Never's going to be the first one with her. Really? That's my favourite horror oh, movie. My favourite, my favourite movie death is um, uh, David Warner getting decapitated by the truck. You know, with the sheet of glass. Is that the second one? It's the first one. That's the first one as well. He's a photographer in Jerusalem. And, okay. Uh, the, the truck stops. Oh, of course, because the, they go up together. Yes, the yes, The sheet of yes, glass yes. comes off and decapitates it. It's so good. But, like, this is, like, a song where it's like, hey, it's fucking good to be bad. Like, it's fun yeah, being yeah, evil. Yeah. I think that's it. It's the, it's the fun. And I think that's probably why a lot of controversy came about it because mm. it's this real upbeat hey sing along yeah. 666 the number of the beast I know but if only they looked at the album cover and noticed that it's the, the puppets yeah it's a good album cover it's yeah, an excellent yeah. album it's cover it's a really cover. Right sort of undermines yeah. any controversy you could get from yeah. So, I, yeah people are super like sensitive about kind of that stuff well, this is the part day. of the album burning stuff yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe evil fumes from the devil would get people. <laughs> AKA, if you burn vinyl, you will get horrible <laughs> <laughs> fumes coming out of the fire. Spoiler alert. We better keep, yeah. we better keep those fumes contained so we'll do it inside. <laughs> but uh, obviously you were familiar with this bit. Good song? Uh, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I feel like it's one everyone enjoys. Even so if, it, I feel like this is one that my mum enjoys. Like, yeah. if it's on in the car. It's, uh, it's such a treat as well because like you're going through this classic album and then all of a sudden you get like the one-two punch 
of Number of the Beast and Run to the Hills back to back. Like it's I forgot like, they put them on there back to back. Yeah, it's crazy to me. It's, in, yeah. it's mad. Yeah, it's not. It's not even like um, you, you. You're not even thinking the album's lacking at all. No. Like oh god, okay, when am I going to get to the singles or the big hits? Like but then all of a sudden, like after these like four amazing opening tracks, you just drops these absolute classics. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Two of the biggest metal songs ever recorded. Yeah. It's mad. It went to number one. I love that. Good on him. Yeah, it's so good. It's, That's mad. It's crazy, isn't it? But you can't imagine that an album like that now getting to number one. You just wouldn't. I think the last. Yeah. Just Avenged. full of bunch of ru- rubbishy emo bands these days getting to number one. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I know Nightmare by Avenged was number yeah, one, and yeah. that was that was number one all like all over yeah. the world. No, it was it was hardwired a- self destruct. Get to number one. Yeah, I'm Did sure it? it would have done. Yeah, cool. Sold, they. Um, they sold a lot of those. In, what, yeah. in like Billboard and everything? Yeah, yeah. Cool, that's Billboard, amazing. UK, yeah. all of that, yeah. That makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. I just wasn't... Yeah, yeah. yeah. The next track, because we were talking about, obviously, the next track is Run to the Hills. Mm. Uh, and I think this is a perfect example of what we were saying earlier about Bruce's theatricality, because mm-hmm. the way he sings the verses from a Native American's perspective, compared to the way his vocals sound when he's singing about yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the cavalry and the, uh, the, the white man, uh, it's so different. Like it's real aggression yeah. behind what he when he's singing about you know uh, yeah. um, ravaging and back in uh, secondary school GCSEs we studied the American West and me and a couple of friends were, like real big Maiden fans mm-hmm. and whenever we got on to like doing like Native Americans the Trail of Tears um, like you know custard all of that sort of stuff like we would always start singing Run to the Hills. And we're like, and we're like in celebration. Yeah, finally, yeah, going with these guys. Yeah, like, savages. Um, then we, but we would start. We'd start. You'd better run. Sh- yeah. your face. <laughs> um, but we would like. Uh, but then we're like, oh wait, this is exactly the stuff we've been learning about in the lessons. This is insane. Yeah. And I think like what you say as well. The, the again, there's the aggression in it, but there's also like a real joy. Which yeah. you do, you do but get... it's also very clear what side they're on with this conflict as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt. But well, what, what I mean, there was violence. So sad. What <laughs> <laughs> so sad. What I think no, but what I mean by that is that like it's on you know that gung ho woo. Oh yeah, Keanu uh, think it's different, y'all. There's a real relish yeah. to what, uh, how he's singing. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, I love this song. I love the intro with the drums. I love it. I think it's just like a cool um, thing to write about as well. Like it's like a really unique subject yeah. matter, I suppose. Like, I mean, I think most, you know, it it's kind of, it's, it could be quite easy to kind of go like a generic route with kind of your song subjects, but they really didn't do that with the song yeah, at all. There's not a lot of heavy metal uh, written about the plight of Native Americans. Yeah, America. exactly. No, it's no, like, it's you know, Testament. Because yes. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Billy is uh, of like Native American descent, but like, just as like, oh, oh Na- Navajo Billy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, here's. Um... I can only think of Run to the Hills and um, Indians by. Yeah, yeah uh, Indians Amphrax. by Amphrax. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's no way Amphrax didn't write that having heard no, Run yeah, to the Hills as well. Exactly. I think as well with yeah. it, may- I, so maybe. Indians does have the lyric. Uh, you're dissing them by putting them on reservations. <laughs> yeah. A hopeless situation. It's not the most. It's not Cry the most uh, the 
in our stand. <laughs> it's not the most succinct way of uh, yeah. putting it, is it? I think, but, Michael, you seem you were familiar with this one massively. Uh, yeah, yeah, of like, course. Again, yeah, like the, the like this and the trooper, like the two, oh, yeah. two, yeah. two songs that kind of you know. I knew with without actually having to kind of like sit down and listen to any maiden again probably through my make him you know I re- yeah. really should send him a message think, about this you know yeah. <laughs> this is one as well that like you go to any rock or metal club night yeah mm. In between, in between hearing Radio Video Wrestlers for the Down <laughs> and Dragula and the Beautiful People, you may hear and Let, Let's not be knocking. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I don't know. I like. I I love this song because you've got kind of like a really difficult subject matter, yeah. and also not a lot of bands would actually kind of go out and do that. You don't really get like. They a tell lot of... it. I think they tell it really well. It's, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's a very clear perspective, and well, it's like you wouldn't imagine kind of like a band, kind of you know, a metal band rocking out today, just being like, yeah, the song's about the Angolan civil war. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's such a fascinating mm, choice yeah. for a subject. This one goes out to Coney. <laughs> Still on my I think as well, like oh, um, this episode's getting cut. <laughs> I think skip this album, yeah. Like. Um, oh, also, I think "Freedom" by Rage Against Machine is also about the plight of Native Americans. But I'd expect, yes, to, you know, I expect them to pipe up about. Yeah, well, those guys just won't bloody shut up. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, whinge against the machine, um, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Always got something to complain about. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, um, um, what better way to come out of Runs the Hills than Gangland? <laughs> How this made it onto the album? Well, originally, this feels like an offcut of Killers or Iron Maiden. Do you know why it was that? They were basically had the choice, and Gangland was. Along with Total Eclipse, which comes next mm. um, on the re-release, anyway. Spoilers. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Um, Gangland Total Eclipse were actually two that uh, Clive Burr would have writing credits on. Okay. And now they were trying to pick between the two of which yeah. one to put on. They knew that Total Eclipse was the better song. Okay. But also, which I absolutely love because there's some real bravado in this. Mm. They knew that if they didn't put Total Eclipse on, at some point in the future, it would get added. Okay. So they just put they put Gangland on, right? Because they thought maybe because otherwise that song will be forgotten. Yeah, yeah, it would just remain the B side. And they would, and they were yeah. right. Yeah, obviously yeah. 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 I added when it got Yeah, yeah. So they knew they knew yeah. how big they were going to be. That e- they could be like even in the autobiography. Also, yeah, also to be fair, killer, yeah. if like you've got like a really good B side on a single. And word gets out, hey, the B side's really yes. good. Back when like that was actually a thing, it actually meant something to have a B side. Even in the autobiography, they're like, uh, they talk about the album <clears> in it. And it's like, you know, how good it is, even though Invaders and Gangland are like the weak links. Yes. People no, aren't uh, yelling for Gangland when you see our maiden live, are they? That's not the concerts you go to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've seen them do Lord of the Flies, so let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that reference. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring it up in like one, two, three, four. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's division it, one. Um, well, I've completely lost my train of thought about gang. Like, oh yeah, even in the autobiography, like the guy who writes it's like. Uh, well, who said metal was perfect? <laughs> Fair. Like, yeah, whatever. It, it didn't really make an impression yeah, on me at all. all. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you had any thoughts about... No, it's oh, flat. Do you remember the chorus now? 
Mm, no. I, mean, I, have, I have the lyrics right in front of me. <laughs> That's, every time right I think, yeah. every time I, think of it, I can just hear Invaders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's just it's it's. A weird... It could easily have been like the throwaway album intro as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, there's one good bit on it though. Uh, wait, maybe I'm thinking. Uh, maybe is it is it a bit slows down and Bruce hits like a really big vocal. Or am I thinking of maybe Total Eclipse? No, it is this one, yeah. It's the once you were free for a while and the air tasted good lyric. He, re- I swear he really belts it out. Yeah, so I no, the, I was thinking of a vocal lyric from, or a vocal ma- melody from Total Eclipse and not Gangland because Gangland is just Invaders again. Yeah, it's yeah. just the same song. It really is. Gangland. It really is. <laughs> the next song. Total Eclipse. Not of the heart, though. No. Predates that. No. Predates the existence of hearts, yeah. And top of all, we just had a total eclipse. Well, yeah, I was well, just going to say. America, America, America did. America did. did. Clean in the eye. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Of course he did. So good. Idiot. Absolute idiot. Didn't kill him, though. Yeah. So. Oh, there's probably someone listening to this now going, oh, they got political. And then just <laughs> I'm waiting for him next, after he's done that, to do a King Canute and just sort of sit and try to stop the scene. <laughs> That's the next step. If you look directly into the sun and the clips, that's the next step, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Do you think Donald Trump would ever listen to this? And he's just like, oh, man, I came here to enjoy my favourite band I yeah. yeah. Tremendous band. I love, I love the British humour. It's the best humour. It's the biggest humour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Failing a... fake podcast. <laughs> uh, any more thoughts about Total Eclipse? It's great. They shouldn't have left it off, but it doesn't matter now because it's on there forever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, in an age of internet, nothing dies. Nothing goes away. And that's all the tracks on the album. There's nothing else. Uh, nothing else I, can't think, yeah. I, I think well, that's actually, all of them. I, can we mention it due to like ongoing litigation with Lion Maiden? Because like they're not playing it live, so really, should we be talking about it on the podcast? I don't know what you're talking about. That's for me. Wait, wait, guys. There's done. like another song on the. I'm Scott. No, 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 no. Definitely, no, there, there no, is. No, it's I'm, called. Yeah. You no. shut your mouth, Michael Scott. You're hurting me. They ended the album on Gangland. It was really unusual, but thematically, it links up with Invaders. Okay. Um, um, guys, yes. What would you do if you're waiting in your cold cell and the bell begins to chime? <laughs> I keep putting the words they say in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, say, say, we say it was a cold cell. Uh, Mike, were, you, were you familiar with this song? Um, this is, of course, the Wait, seven or it, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Uh, 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 what, the, the, the one. The last song. Oh right, yeah, no, I because uh, only because within Iron Maiden fandom, I would say this is like maybe most people's favorite Iron Maiden song. Yeah, like fair. they've only dropped it from two tours, and it's mainly because of a litigation suit. But okay, you, right, I didn't realize that. I, I mean, mean, I liked you, it, so yeah, you know. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's brilliant. It's one of the I always feel like kind of a bit stuck in the mud because, like, you know, not stuck in the mud. I don't know what that fucking means. Um, just kind of like we, every time we come on to each song, it's literal. Stuck in the mud is the same. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's also a kids' game. No, yeah. I mean, great game, great game. Run under their legs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> each time we come up to like a new, like we're running through the tracks, I'm just like, how are these guys going to think about this this song? Because like I've I've like I've make a point of only really like listening to it like w- like each album once, maybe twice before recording. So it's still kind of like mm. I'm still not necessarily like made my mind up and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I mean, 
you know, when it came to you were talking about like how the song was like, no, we're not going to mention it. I was like, oh, do you just really hate this song? Like, <laughs> it's because at the moment they're in a lawsuit where they're not allowed to play it live. I, didn't, I don't know that. that. But before yeah. we get into that, okay. how did you feel about the song? Just Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was... Um, Good storytelling again, I think. I, in this yeah, one. I think kind of like, the I think it was the last kind of three, you know, two, three minutes of the song mm. kind of towards the end. I thought like that was a great way to end the album for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, when he holds that note at the start, it's mm. amazing because the way like he's still going and then everything else comes in. Yeah, it's, what's the deal uh, with the lawsuit? Yeah, so basically, a section of the lyrics uh, are lifted from a song by a band called Beckett. And it's their Beckett, song, yeah, called, the song's called Shadow, Shadow uh, Life Shadow from 1973. And apparently uh, Rod Smallwood was the agent for Beckett and the teenage Steve Harris saw the band play the song live. Uh, basically, Steve Harris was maybe a big fan of the band and like whether he was just putting it as a reference or he subconsciously nicked it or maybe just went, fuck it, no one's actually going to really know this band so I'm going <laughs> to pinch a lyric. But the lyrics apparently are really similar. We should check them out in a second. Yeah, can um, we find what those lyrics are? Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, the, um, but Steve Harris... Uh, and like basically kind of settled secretly with the credited songwriter uh, and basically like hey you know we we want to this is our song it's a big hit like either you know here's a one-off payment or here's a percentage of royalties or whatever but then apparently another one of the songwriters has basically claimed that well actually he co-wrote oh, the really? lyrics as well and that he should be getting his payday too my main problem with this is why now well yeah, apparently yeah. according to this the other songwriter wasn't aware of the um, of the whole like litigation or anything. wasn't aware of the settlement until about six years ago. Uh, and during the original settlement, uh, the guy that they did make an agreement with, someone called surname's Bar- uh, Robert Barton, he actually claimed to be the sole songwriter. So either I think it's not so much that like Maiden have kind of like shafted anyone. It's more maybe that the guy, one of the songwriters, shafted the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny they can't play the Nomad either from Brave New World because it pulls from the same song. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, but obviously that's not as big a deal. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, I like that song, but just trying to see the lyrics of that Life Shadow song. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, let's be honest as well. You know, how familiar are you guys with Beckett? <laughs> I'm uh, a massive Beckett, everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to find no, out. That's, no, it sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> with that, surely, if you're one of those writers, I, which I can get why the one writer who was maybe fobbed off got a bit annoyed about it. If you're yeah. the other writer who settled, let's be honest, that's the most money you're ever going to yeah. make from Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I can't work out what lyrics they've really... Mark my words, my soul lives on. Please don't worry, because I've gone. That's... Yeah. Well, I think they're more similar, aren't they? Than, yeah. Oh, I think this is more... Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, when your time is close at hand. Oh, that's on there, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, maybe then you'll understand. I should, I, should, I should probably get the lyrics. But life down there is just a strange illusion. Oh, Maiden. Maiden. Yeah. You absolute thieves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not Led Zeppelin, are they? But, uh... <laughs> 
I, I'm sorry, guys. I can't listen to this song anymore. No, well, yeah, no out. one can. Yeah. <laughs> they just stop playing it live. Well, well, <laughs> they, don't have to. they don't have to. They've chosen. They just chosen not. They've to. chosen not to. Fair play. To get it sorted. Yeah, oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Imagine if like you went and then another maiden. Gonna put on the number of the beast album, but it actually ended on Gangland. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Gangland. To me, to me, Hallowed Be Thy Name is probably one of the best written heavy metal songs of all time. Oh, easily. Yeah. It is. It is flawless mm. from start to finish. Well, it's all right. I mean, what it really was was the blueprint for Papa Roach's Last Resort. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Suffocation. We stem really from the pencil of Beckett. Last Resort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but absolutely just one of the best songs. I love it. The way it flows, the way it builds. The imagery is Yeah, so the story strong. it tells it's, is great. It starts off quite slow. I mean, it really... Like I said, when, he's, when he does that long note at the start... And when everything else starts going, it's, it's kind of it's pump in juice. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's kind of the blueprint for nearly all contemporary maiden as well. Because like when you get onto like maiden's latest stuff, so many of their songs just yeah. like they get they're much longer and they have that kind of slow start mm-hmm. and build up. Yeah, uh, and then just dance, kind of come dance back around. death. Yeah. most things from out of life and death. Yeah, like, and all the rest. <laughs> yeah. like, we spent like the last seventeen years writing <laughs> how it'd be by name type of fix. And if you hey, yeah, if you're Book gonna of write Souls a few will know as well yeah. if you like that also when you see it live uh, and it gets to the instrumental bit with the solos towards the oh. end and then Bruce is running up and down and he's just kind of like cheering the crowd on and everyone's just sort of like yeah and he lifts his arms it's it just, is the most when yeah. that kicks in and the beat comes up mm. you just want to go ballistic don't yeah. you if yeah, if, and also, if you had a point, it's gone at that point. Yeah, should we play this song after we finish recording? We should, should we just whack yeah. it on? Like, yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like if anything, what we need to do at like, some point is like when you are back from your travels, yeah. if there is a maiden gig, we've got to drag you to. Oh yeah. yeah, I was literally just thinking about that. I was yeah. just like, we've definitely kind of got to like, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, all go and see maiden together. That'd be dope. Because we've yeah, we've all seen like we've seen maiden together. We've all we've seen all seen maiden, but yeah. we've never actually. Seen them all together. All together. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen them in like 10 years. So it's. I mean, this song yeah. in particular, they say about it is what they love about it, because um, they play it on, again, like we said, nearly one of their sets, is they can put it anywhere in the set and it will fit. Yeah. So they could do it yeah. as an opening to the set. But then it, they, be so said, they all, yeah. But also, if you want to, I end couldn't your set, imagine it as an opening. You end your set on it as well. It's just as powerful. It, it would be great. Like, if you love playing it because you never expect them to open with no, it in the first no. place. And all the lights go down, and that riff kicks in. Everyone would just go berserk. Yep. I feel like as an audience member, I would be spent if they did yeah. that as their first song. <laughs> <laughs> like about yeah, five minutes, yeah, yeah. like, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. So how, all in all, how was your first first listen of Number of the Beast? It's a huge uh, album. First Brucey yeah, bonus. Yeah, it's like Brucey bonus. <laughs> please no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's great. If it, uh, you know. With this album, it definitely felt like a full experience. I thought there was it was a lot more kind of like a lot more like linear songwriting, and um, yeah, it was like the first the first two albums that like I did enjoy both of them to a degree, but this was the first one where I kind of like finished, especially on you know final track of the album. Uh, I was basically just kind of like I can't wait to listen to the next album oh, after cool. this Great. which is like a really good Great. feeling when you're listening yeah. to a band for the first time mm. that's um, awesome to hear actually yeah. so all the pieces come together on this one I feel Obviously, yeah definitely really chill I definitely thought I just felt like mm, yeah I mean I you know second album with like 
kind of a solid like lineup there and everything. It's only going to get better, I think. Hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed. You know, I don't know. I, I think so. I think it does. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I, if I, you like that, you got some good stuff to come. Yeah, mm. I mean, like everyone's got a different opinion, but I wouldn't even say this is like their best album of the eighties as well. Like it might be. It's probably. Yeah, I think coming back to it now, it's one of. Rap City Sport for choice for yeah, yeah that's, it's the, that's the, the embarrassment of riches, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. you say, like, like any of the first bunch of Metallica albums. You, yeah, if someone said to you, "My favorite's Kill 'Em All," you'd be like, yeah, fair. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. It's, but I mean, that's just our opinion, right, guys? Right. Oh, <laughs> oh. we've got um, some uh, alternative opinions. Oh, I certainly hope everyone's favorite Amazon reviewer is. So. I really love that <laughs> little segue there. I got yeah, so, you that, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. That. that was that was off the cuff. Tremendous, tremendous yeah. segue. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was it was actually very high, hard to find uh, bad reviews. Any bad reviews yeah. in this album? <laughs> That's good. Um, got a Christian music website or something like that. <laughs> well, I had to give up on Amazon. Um, okay. Wow. Did Monster... What was his name? Monster Level 1. Monster Level 1. He's left us. No. Oh, no. He's done... I imagine he gave up after the first two. He's <laughs> alive by 1,500. <laughs> also, I, I, I think... We're, we're, we're... <laughs> he ordered too many. <laughs> we're pronouncing Monster Level 1 wrong. It's pronounced like Monster Level Lover, like the Shaggy song. Oh, uh, okay. Of course. He'd get very upset if you mispronounced it. Oh, uh, He'd call us junk, wouldn't he? <laughs> maybe, so we should, maybe, we should, maybe we should message him and see if he can record something to send in to play at the that end. That would be wonderful. Monster Lover 1, if you haven't been maimed to death and devoured by your own ladybirds, please contact us yeah. with your review of us. Yeah, we know you're out there, man. Are we junk? Are we junk or are we good? <laughs> good or junk? <laughs> So um, I found a new website. I think it was uh, ratemymusic.com. Okay. Um, it was, yeah. So we've got one here. I didn't write down any of the names, unfortunately. Mm, a, lot of them, a lot of them were just like human being names. Oh. Yeah. And I don't want to give people's full names. Yeah, anymore. no, of course not. I really hate it when people have human being names. Exactly. You know? I do as well. Exactly. Yeah. So here's one from, from a... Jonathan Thompson. Uh, no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> names like Torlog the Smog and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> so, Gary Saint Park. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, I remember being. Oh, that's stagnant. I remember being bored by this album even when I was a kid. Now I realise uh, Number of the Beast is even worse than I thought. It's a compilation of childish heavy metal riffs and corny, almost pop choruses. Oh, I wouldn't shit. give this cheesy crap even to Judas Priest to play. Uh, he goes on to say, Run to the Hills is the best song here. And it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he really uh, built us up there. I really yeah. thought he was going to say something nice. I loved it. I was going to swerve there. The guitar solos, however, are often fairly interesting. <laughs> fairly. Uh, he finishes with... None of the Beast can be the ultimate Maiden album only for fans of Kiss, Halloween, Alice Cooper, Hammerfall, and other kindergarten metal. Two stars. Oh, it's, not, it's, it's still not bad enough for Kindergarten metal. <laughs> <laughs> well, kindergarten metal is like the orangutan. How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe the previous album. How dare he say Alice Cooper in no, yeah. Hammerfall? That's outrageous. I, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Were there any others? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, is he reviewing anything else? I hope he's reviewed it's, all the it's a really bad, um It's a really bad site to actually 
mm. kind of filter stuff. Okay. I had to, I actually scrolled through sixteen pages of reviews to oh, find these. God. So you better like it. I'll tell you what's saying. It's better be funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We might have to, like, dive into it at some point, but Metal Archives, like the ultimate elitist metal review site, where you have to go through a vetting process from moderators to declare whether or not you're actually a metal man and can be included on the website. Is that a real thing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, it, it's worse than it sounds. It's... Yeah, <laughs> I bet the people on who go on there are absolute treats. Yeah, yeah. so we should probably look at some reviews at that point. I, I'm mentally too drained to even think about going on the website <laughs> right now. Uh, I'd rather read through blabbermouth comments at this point than. Um, oh, oh, we're God. going to. And, uh, we're going to. Yeah, <laughs> actually, can we just take a minute? Uh, Boris on his laptop so I can look up Steve Harris running this hotel for his house. Oh, I'm just going to find you the Blabmouth article. Yes, you can. Because I think we would be at a mess just to mention it and then not really do a deep dive on it. Whilst you do that, mm. in fact, what I might do on that one as well, if you find it, I might just splice that in at the beginning of the clip as well. Yeah, yeah but also the Steve Harris thing, wasn't it, on the last episode? It was, yeah. I think. Uh, but, like, I... Fuck me. Steve Harris plans to turn... Oh, my God. So... Um, it's an eight-bedroom house. <laughs> That's not even that big, you know. It's quite an exclusive hotel, though. I mean, all right. So for, before before we get onto that, <laughs> he's also been trying to sell it for nine years. Yeah, I'm happy to just read through uh, a lot of this article. It's very. That's fine. It's very good. So, <gasps> oh my god, this is fucking brilliant. It's an audio-visual treat because. There is a YouTube video entitled Iron Maiden Steve Harris's Awesome Essex House, where like he's maybe made a video to pro- like promote the house to try and sell it. Oh my god! He's also justified. So cause when he first went to sell it uh, five years ago, it was six point seven five million. Yeah. The asking price now is three point nine five million. Oh. So obviously it dropped through. Yeah, no, but you think oh it's dropped. He, he was a fool. No, I was uh, moving abroad, and I, thought, I can't remember what he sounds like. Uh, exactly. Just like that. Oh, well, I don't know if I'm gonna uh, going to really want to stay abroad. So I put it on a silly price, and I thought if someone wants to pay silly money, but welcome to it. Then I brought the price down. It's actually very reasonable now. He <laughs> <laughs> was just fucking with us the whole time. He continued, "In our ideal world, I'd like to turn it into a boutique hotel. I think Maiden fans would go there. I had a small bar in Portugal called Eddie's Bar, which is no longer open." <laughs> oh, yeah. we should. Oh, if that place yeah. was still open, we clearly had to do yeah. a little. Yeah. Yeah. People used to come from all over the world just to go to that little bar, and I think maybe they could go to the house because we record some albums in there too, in the studio. Definitely, definitely, Blaze Bailey around. Fear of the Dark we record there, <laughs> and a few of us, and lots of memorabilia. Yeah, anything like that. So I don't know. That would be a nice plan. It's a boutique like hotel. It means I could still stay there as well, which would be great. In an ideal world for me, really. Yeah. It'd be nice. You sound like fucking Kermit the Frog. Um, um, <laughs> it's not easy being Steve. It is bare. He talks about how he really wants to live in the Bahamas. Um, because, and... He's definitely on Bahamas money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's got to be 100% because of tax reasons. It's got to be a tax haven. Here's a picture. Okay, I'm going to press play and I'm going to Were watch... you recording this about bit? I'm re-recording the whole thing. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, before you do that... Yeah. Oh, no, just carry on. If okay. you're, you're going to play this video, put it near the mic anyway. Holy shit. There is a comment here by a man named Manu, hello, be your name. 
uh, talking about Eddie's bar. I'm going to read out the comment in a minute yeah. once we've... Uh... Okay. Can you just read it out now because I need to hear it? Eddie's bar was Disney World to me. Actually, it looked like when you came along with all your children. It was brilliant when you used to come with a new album from the East Studio before it was released. So you must know Steve Harris. In That's Portugal. cool. Uh, That's very great cool. Great fun, actually. There are still there are people who still come over even though knowing it's closed just to see the place from the outside as a sanctuary. I think it should nice. be reopened by just a... But I think it should be reopened, but just by a right guy, not the twats that were there when sadly dear Manu passed away. Jesus Christ, maybe, maybe we now. should go start a like reopen Eddie's bar. And the other comment just says, "Nice place you got here, Steve." <laughs> <laughs> so, different courses. Different I think courses. it's always really weird sometimes to actually hear a uh, like really big single, like really well song in the actual context of the album. Yeah. Um, like it's always really strange listening to like Nevermind. Because it opens and smells like Teen Spirits, which makes complete yep. sense. But then, like, the singles on it are so different in terms of pace from so much of the album. Mm-hmm. The album's, like, really fast and punky. And it's, again, like, we're talking about, like, um, Children for Damned earlier. Like, it's really weird to hear a slow jam, where if you buy an Iron Man's Best Of album, you're just going to hear all of these really kind of ripping, fast-paced yeah. singles. Um, I am looking, hopefully, for extracts. Do you know Because Bruce Dixon's got his autobiography out soon. Cool. I hope he does a audiobook version of it that he narrates. Oh, he must do. He will I do. need it more than anything in my life. That'd be great. I think it could potentially be Partridge-esque. I think it could be incredible. Because <laughs> yeah. he have that mix of, like, he probably knows, uh, I don't know, he probably somehow knows, like, Barack Obama, but then he's also very good friends <laughs> with Les Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I, mean? I, I can see him being on both ends of the spectrum uh, with his friendship groups. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have we got anything else to say guys I've got a couple of bits of trivia as well so um, Number of the Beast uh, surprisingly came out on HMV did a big survey it was a weird survey as well it was to find the UK public's favourite British album during the Queen's 60 years on the throne <laughs> of course <yeah. laughs> makes perfect sense yeah um and number of the beasts came out tops. Oh wow! Yeah, you think you think someone would be edgy and put like uh, Queen. never mind the bollocks or something? Yeah, okay. Okay. Queen's, Queen's reign yeah. on the throne. Doesn't that line up almost perfectly with like popular music? Yeah, I think, I yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, are you saying conspiracy? No, I'm <laughs> saying what a weird way to phrase that question. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, number of the beasts came out top, did it? Yeah, that's really impressive. <laughs> where, 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 where was this poll taken? There's been a lot of good albums across the, the last UK. 60 years. Across the UK. But how... like, what publication? Um, Correct. Well, <laughs> it was just done by HMV. Um, in all fairness, it only got 55,000 votes. Well, that's, yeah, that's quite a lot. Yeah, More votes than I've ever got. That's a broad True. spectrum of the uh, British public, I'm sure. Now, my favourite line from this is an HMV spokesman commented, the power of social media means there are one or two surprises. <laughs> <laughs> so they weren't expecting this then? I don't think so. Um, another another crazy thing that happened during this, actually, with Martin Birch, uh, Starfish. Oh, Starfish. So, you know, sorry, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, with Starfish Birch. Talking Starfish Birch, yeah. He, um, he actually got into a car accident Ooh, during yeah. the recording of it, 
and he went to pick up his car from the garage and the bill came to £666. Oh, I have heard this one before. Yeah. I think it's on the Vision of the Beast. And he was really weird that, and he refused to pay it unless they put another quid on, so it was 667 Really? Yeah. I, I would have paid it and then said, hey guys, check this out. <laughs> have you seen The Omen? Uh, I spoke so, about it. You could, yeah. I've actually never seen it. Really? Yeah. I've if you watched that, you wouldn't accept a car bill okay, for 666 cool. quid. Yeah. Whilst so. recording the number of the pieces. He missed yeah, a trip, I should ask and knock a quid off. Still a bit of money. I'm <laughs> 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 <For> an idiot. <laughs> also, um, the intro to Number of the Beast mm-hmm. was actually performed by a theatre actor called Barry Clayton. Great. Classic you, name. I'm sure you know the name. Um, he did, did a great job. Yeah. He's, the vo- he's the voice of... But, Lewis, everyone's familiar with Clayton's who, Hamlet, right? Who did they want to get? Well... To, who did they want to get to do? Was there anyone else in the running to do it? Do you guys know about this? I do. Maybe. That's why I did that clever yeah. question. It was, a, it was very, yeah, very clever question. It was see? very... Yeah, yeah. They have no very idea. Clever. Who was it? Vincent Price. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much? Do you know the reason why? Uh, I pro- imagine that would have been around the same time as Thriller. He was probably demanding big money. Okay, pre-Thriller, pre-Thriller. But okay, he wanted too much money, did he? Big bucks. Yeah, he wanted that Michael Jackson dollar. Ex- mm. And yeah, he got it. Yeah. Hey. He got, and he got it. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got. You got to hold out for the big bucks. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're only as good Hold as the Jackson dollars. Yeah, this Jackson dollars. That's absolutely. Yeah. That was twenty five thousand pounds. That's my favourite Jackson trip. Really? He wanted, he wanted twenty five thousand pounds to do uh, the intro to uh, Number of the Beast. Oh, oh really? I'd love to have heard that though. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It would have been amazing. I yeah. wonder how. But Barry that works out. Barry Clayton. Yeah. He but did I, a great I job. think what's great. Bazza. If it was Vincent Price, you hear it and you're like, oh, this is Vincent Price. Yeah. Yeah. If it's Barry Clayton. You're, you think definitely, Clayton, you're definitely, you're you're definitely not Clayton, ever going to yeah. think that. But yeah, you think Barry Clayton, stars, <laughs> star of stage. Is this the Baz man? That's what you always ask. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Baz or Clayton? Is this Baz EC? Baz EC. Yeah. Baz Clayton's Baz Willie EC, Loman Baz is one of the absolute best performances. Man alive. Uh, have we got anything else to say on this one? I think... Uh... I think we did. Yeah, I think we've... Uh, it's terrific. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. And we're only going to go from strength to strength for... Yeah. An unspecified amount of time. Mike. Well, I don't. I also, I also don't want to. I don't want to sign up to what you just said because the albums might go from strength to strength. I don't know if we will. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, because uh, obviously on the last episode we went off on a real weird tangent. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Um, no. We talked about killers. Um, yeah, okay. I feel Maybe like I'm I feel feeling... like we made some. We discussed the historical observations. Yeah. I'd say. Sorry, guys. Um, I was thinking about the Saxon podcast I recorded. Oh, yeah, 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 that Saxon podcast is shit. <laughs> well, tell me about <laughs> it. Appropriate. <laughs> Contractually obliged. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lads, lads, lads. Cool. Yeah, we're all checking our phones and stuff. I think it's time to call it a day. All right, take it easy. <laughs> I'm trying to check about Vincent Price dollar. I'm sure it was twenty-five thousand pounds. Oh, uh, join us for our next episode. Uh, we'll ask Mike. For a piece of his mind on Iron Maiden's Peace of Mind. Oh. Ba 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 Thank you guys so much for listening again. Thanks for being with us. Thanks guys. Alright, cheers, mate. Toodle pip. Nice. Ciao guys. Nice. Bye. Bye. Fuck off.